Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Parker. Hello. Hello, hello. We were just complaining like two very old people so old. that technology, it's just changing too damn fast. Kids these days with their Twitter grams and, and their face tweets. I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, you were telling me you got a new laptop and it so, doesn't have a fucking USB port? Yeah. What? It's, it's, it's really fucked up. Um, so I, um, it was one of those things where, so I just got a new job. Congratulations, and, uh, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I think, yeah, last time I was on, on I, I hadn't, I had like, had things pretty much lined up but hadn't been able to announce it just yet so uh but yeah so I, I got a new job and I was just like you know what I need going into this new job a laptop that actually works and so I decided to spend money I don't have mm-hmm. uh but will hopefully soon have <laughs> right. um to to upgrade my my stuff so I got a new Mac I got a MacBook Pro and the MacBook Pros don't come with USB ports anymore. I didn't even realize, like, I was braced for the new iPhones not to have a headphone jack because I was yeah. like, right, because we're moving past that. I didn't realize we were also moving past USB ports. Right? That I, I remember when it was a big deal when it's like when I got a uh, – when, when I bought a MacBook, like, you, you know, a few years ago, several years ago that was like, oh, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a – dvd drive anymore you know it's like i can't play cds for a long time until i got a playstation i didn't have anything that could even play cds if i wanted to uh which is why it's like it'd be like bands bands would send me like their records they'd be like hey here's a copy of our album now it'd be like i have no way to listen to this yeah i I don't have a car I I (laughs) i had to get like an external cd drive because i make physical hard copies of all of the shows I record because I just want to have like an archive but I had to buy a separate one like specialty order it yeah it's so weird but yeah you know it's uh it's 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 cool I I I, when I went into the Apple store I was like I, I got the education discount um i am not <laughs> nice. i am i am not qualified for the education discount and if anyone who's listening to this yeah how old uh, are you 32 <laughs> wait how did you swing that uh well so you have to be a student or a teacher or uh you know and then we're like any kind of teacher and so kayla's grandma teaches uh she homeschools uh uh, Kayla's nephew. Okay, so uh, Kayla's grandma could get the discount. Exactly. So we were like, we're buying this computer for oh. her. Grandma. And it's like, her grandma would not need a MacBook Pro. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, what's she doing? Like, like heavy video editing? <laughs> you know, she might. You don't know what she gets up to. Right, yeah. So, you know, so so we got that and it was just like, yeah, you know. And, uh, wow. But yeah, you know, it was like, it saved me like $300. So I was like, Fuck hell it. yeah. I'm sure she would have wanted you to save that money. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if anyone who's listening to this calls Apple and they're like, I know someone who abused the education discount, (laughs) I would be so mad at you. Um, My (laughs) listeners are known for being a bunch of snitches. Bunch of narcs. (laughs) You made a huge mistake, my friend. Uh, So I feel like I haven't talked to you in a little bit. Do you have any new, like, viewing, listening, or reading recommendations? Yeah, so um, 
Well, so one thing I one thing I've been doing a lot of is I've been playing um God, I I've been playing um uh the Spider-Man game that just came out for PlayStation. Oh yeah, that looks beautiful. It's so good because I love Spider-Man. And like that's he's Spider-Man is my is my favorite superhero because you know, some superheroes they save like the whole like universe or the world or whatever you know they keep us from being sucked into a time hole you know like something crazy Uh but spider-man's like i'm gonna stop this mugger you (laughs) know like spider-man is so small scale and it's just like yeah he uses his powers for what he can you know and it's always like small scale kind of stuff like no one's ever spider-man's never like i'm gonna stop you from blowing up the world you know so not until he like gets with the avengers yeah which you know it's like eh but um anyway so this game for playstation is just so good and i know like i know a lot of people who after seeing others like post like hey you know here's here here's a clip from me playing spider-man um you know, have, have have seen that and then decided to um, buy a PlayStation for that specific purpose. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm, like, notoriously not into video games. Like, it's been a little bit of an issue on this show before just because people will write in with video game comments or questions. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I mean, that's how I was up until last year. I, yeah. I, I, I didn't have any systems the only games i played were on my phone and it was always like small like you know like uh weird little tiny games you know right uh but but even me like a person who doesn't know jack about anything in video games when i saw some of the clips of the spider-man video game i was like oh this is beautiful right (laughs) it's everything is so cool and i don't know so i beat the entire thing wow Um, how long did it take you (laughs) it was like 35 hours Hell yeah. <laughs> um but like like i went through and i like beat the main storyline and i beat all the little side quests and i beat everything and if you because if you get 100 percent, it lets you because throughout the game you can get different like spider-man outfits and you can take pictures there's like this really cool photo mode the selfie mode yeah the selfie mode is very cool and you can like move the camera around and you know do all sorts of fun things and i was like do you know what would be really funny like if you if you beat uh, the the whole thing get one hundred percent of everything finished. It lets you play as Spider Man in his underwear, <laughs> but still Wait, wearing the mask. Does he wear tidy whities No, he wears uh he wears like boxer briefs. Boxers, okay. That have little Spider Man faces. Oh on my him. god! And but he's still wearing like his mask, but he's just totally <laughs> naked otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's really something. So anyway, once I found out that that was like what you got for that, I was like, well, I need to get 100 now so I can take pictures. And I took, you know, all these pictures of like, you know, shirtless Spider-Man staring out at the sunset, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Sure. It, it was, it was uh, First it was of all, funny. I have to call bullshit because I don't believe any of the superheroes wear underwear under their costumes because there are no visible panty lines. It's true. So everybody's going commando. Wasn't wasn't there a picture? Did, I forgot what it was. But I think it was Tom Holland, who's like the current. Oh, the Spider-Man. song, the song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, Spider Man is absolutely. If he is wearing underwear, he's wearing a thong. 
Yeah, not yeah. He would not be wearing boxer briefs because yes. you would totally see that they're so skin tight, you know. So, um, um, sort of sticking with this theme, have you seen the uh, Captain Marvel trailer? Yes, that Ooh, looks awesome. It looks so good. I got chills watching it. I'm I'm really excited for that because I I just I really like uh, Brie Larson and she's like, the goddamn anything. best. Yeah, oh, but just like as a person too, like you yeah, know, she's... I mean, who know? I don't know her personally, obviously, but like what the the choices she has made in public, especially like about the Casey Affleck stuff and, you know, speaking out about her own experiences. I'm like, she's just a cool person. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm very excited for that. Uh, there are a bunch of dudes commenting on the video. Of course. Who are very predictable. They're like, what's the point of the movie? If you already know she survives at the end, it's like, you knew that you know that all the superheroes are going to survive. And at that's the end never of been an issue until yeah, this you, movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know that Iron Man survived right. Iron Man because they announced Iron Man two ahead of time. You know, same thing with you know all these other ones. Um, you know, the only the only time that that really wasn't the case was the last one where it was like oh oh shit you know and, and even then like you can you know because the actors contracts like yeah, who's leaving who's coming back stop well, being a fucking child especially since it's like they're they're filming a new spider-man movie yes you know yeah yeah exactly like we know who's getting a sequel yeah like spider-man and black panther are coming back obviously um yeah that's not the point of those movies i don't watch those movies because i'm like it's a mystery who's gonna die and who's gonna live at the end it's the journey yeah so yeah so yeah so that that movie looks awesome but um so so one thing i one thing i was saying earlier was um with you know playing through spider-man one of the so when i got this job offer so just for anyone who hasn't followed um who hasn't keeping up with me on twitter um so during my time freelancing after getting laid off from Upworthy, um, you know, I wrote I wrote a few pieces for a few different places like The Verge and uh, this LGBT site called Them and The Guardian and Media Matters. And, um, you know, they were all really great uh, freelance places and all paid very well. I and, thought you were going to say they were all really great pieces. And I was like, Parker, they let, were let so me good. See that. I'll say that. Yeah. And then you can say thank you. Thank you. But no, no, no. The the like I I would highly recommend working with any and all of those outlets. Yes. But uh yeah, so so one of the things that uh that then happened was uh, Media Matters was like, "Hey, we'd like to offer you a job." Which was very welcomed. <laughs> yeah. Mind. You know, because as as much as freelancing was going okay and it's like I would have you know Figuring things out, it's like I would have been able to pay bills. I just would have had to kind of be very careful and make sure that I was actually getting paid. And, you know, a lot of hassle. Um, I I really, I really do like having just a stable paycheck. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so they offered me this job to be their, uh, to be editor at large. Okay. Which is just, it's a, it's a very fancy title for what is basically just still going to be writing mm-hmm. on my part. Um, you know, I'm still going to be writing and, you know, hopefully it'll be similar to kind of the stuff that I have been writing for them, which is, you know, like I wrote two pieces. One was about, uh, how conservatives always, uh, challenge people to debates (laughs) that they know that, or they like make like, you know, like weird prop bets. They're like, 
like when Trump was like, I'll give Obama $5 million to give to his charity of choice if he just gives me all these school records. And it's just like, you know, he wasn't going to actually do that because, you know, Obama wasn't going to actually be like, oh, OK, can't pass this <laughs> up. It's like, you know, so st- stuff like that. Right. And, you know, so that was <laughs> that was kind of the, the point of uh, one of those pieces. So I'm excited to start with them, which I started on uh, the 25th. Very uh, cool. Because this weekend, um, this weekend, Kayla and I are going to Wisconsin. That's right. That's right. Trip that we trip that we had planned uh, for her birthday. I uh, scheduled this trip, and her birthday was back in May. So I scheduled this trip, and then it was really sad because then I got laid off, and I'm Ugh. like, oh no. Um, but you know, when I when I got the job offer from Media Matters, I was just like, you know what? I could have started like a week ago and, you know, kind of jumped right in, but then have to like go straight from working to, you know, go on vacation, then come back and go right back into working. I'm like, why don't I just wait to start until after that? Yeah. And Um, then you can celebrate Kayla's birthday and your new job. Plus, yeah. Plus, it's like, you know, uh, then it gave me a whole week to play Spider-Man. Yeah, that game's not going to play itself. (laughs) but yeah, it's the same place that we go. Um, that we go. Uh, we've we've gone each of the past two years uh, before this. One once was right after we got married, uh, and once was right before the 2016 election because it was like I feel like things are going to get crazier. Uh-huh. Oh, and I was right. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. Be- and I'm not sure if you can hear, but uh, there's a certain dog that's that's snoring right now. I the- literally thought that was like construction next door. No, that's there's so meatball is is sleeping on the. On oh my the, god! Uh, well, she sounds like a buzzsaw. Yeah, she she snores very loud loudly for a very small dog. She does. Uh, so any other recommendations other than the excellent Spider-Man video game? You know, no, not or really. Anything you're looking forward to, or you did that was pretty cool. Um. So over the weekend, I went to um. I went to Riot Fest. Oh, yeah. You told me you were getting ready to go. Yeah. How was it? So, well, there was actually some some drama um, because I was my my tickets fell through. Like, because I was I was getting um, I was getting tickets uh, through the band Blink-182. But then they dropped off. (laughs) And, you know, when when you're on someone's guest list and then they're not playing, there's no guest list. (laughs) Sure. Why did they drop out? Uh, it was some sort of medical thing. So it was oh, like, I, okay. I don't know specific, but I was just like, oh, no, I'm sorry, guys. Bye. And um, but then uh, I got tickets through um, through another another place because, you know, I'm still kind of flying by the seat of my pants money wise for <laughs> for a little bit. Right. Um, like maxed out my credit card with this with this recent uh, purchase on the computer. But other than that, you know, so it's anyway. So I got I got tickets and I went on friday and i saw liz fair and she was amazing oh yeah just she's just i just love her music uh there was a creepy that creepy guy in the crowd behind me though as soon as she walked out on stage he goes that lady's sexy and it was just like dude what is wrong with you why does he think we want to hear his comment and it was like this is weird because she was you know she was wearing like a t-shirt and shorts, you know, it was it wasn't 
I don't know what it was, what his whole thing was, but you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, she's st- she still got a good bod, like, ew, so weird because she's like, cause she's like what, like fifty or something, yeah. I don't, but yeah, she uh, like it was very hot. The sun was like really beating down on on the whole crowd. It was it was too much, uh, and at one point she was just like. You know, good thing I decided to wear my bathing suit underneath this. And then the guy again yells out. He's like, take it off. It's like, that doesn't even make sense. Ew. Yeah, but it was so gross and so creepy. And I was just like, I, w- I had that secondhand embarrassment. Yes. You know, being near near this dude. So it was, I don't know why people think that that's okay to do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, uh, like, why do dudes think we want to hear every little thought that pops into their head? Like right. I have a million inappropriate thoughts every single day and I just don't verbalize them. Yeah. Because you know, no one needs to be inside my head. No, God forbid. I don't want anyone in here. Like I realize 90% of it is trash that no one needs to hear. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself. And it's like, is that because I'm a was I taught that at a certain point where it's like, hey, shut up, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't I don't remember anyone ever saying that to me, but I just sort of figured uh, it like, out. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I think that one thing one thing I've I have been learning lately is to not tweet all my thoughts. <laughs> yes, I'm still you working know? on that. Every once in a while, I see. I also have it set now to delete tweets that are older than two weeks old. But still, every yeah. once in a while, I go back and it's usually like very early or very late at night where I'm like, why the fuck did I tweet that? No one needs to know that. Yeah. And pretty much anything. It's like once once you take pretty much anything like out of its original context, it becomes weird. Like there's no there's no redeeming thing in you know, like, oh, here's this, you know, old, old tweet of mine. So glad I have it that where I said that, like, hey, why does my dog look like a cantaloupe? I don't know. <laughs> that was that didn't make sense. But, mm-hmm. you know, like where it's just like a random one off comment of, about something or even worse when it's like um, commentary on a on a breaking news event especially when we don't have all the information it's like people say all sorts of stuff you know on there where they're like oh this is terrible but then you find out like a week later that everything is completely the wrong way you know completely the opposite of what you what people initially thought and you know you'll see someone like drag up this tweet and be like huh so you thought this and it's like (sighs) i know yeah i used to tweet like I was very into like breaking news on Twitter and I would tweet my thoughts. And now I like to think I'm wise enough where I don't do that because like you said, the situation changes so fast. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I've been trying to, I don't know. I've also found that like I can, I can significantly reduce my stress if there's a stressful thing, even if I have thoughts on said stressful thing, if I just don't share them, right? you know, because it's like once you enter a conversation about something, Ugh. it's it, it becomes a whole issue, you know, like, oh, my God, it gets like, so much more stressful. Yeah. Like, like the the stuff with Brett Kavanaugh, I've just been like, it's it's horrific and it's terrible and it's awful. And I don't see how the world benefits by me tweeting the same thing I've seen so many other people tweet you know yeah I but mean, it's like even outside uh, of news when I'm like I have a problem you know what I'm gonna ask the hive mind I just get so much more stressed because yeah. people automatically jump to the worst case scenario so yeah. I'm like oh Desmond is sneezing a lot 
uh, for new listeners, I have a cat named Desmond. Desmond is sneezing a lot more than usual, and people are like, oh, he's probably dying. And I'm like, cool, yeah. thank you. Thank you. That's that's good. Now Thanks. I'm stressed about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, is my cat dying? Great. Oh. But on that note, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news. All right, so I wanted to talk about the aftermath of Hurricane Florence. I don't know if you saw this story about the quote-unquote unusual event declared at a Brunswick nuclear power plant. What? No. I completely missed this. So as far as I know, there's no new information yet because no one can physically get to the, uh, the nuclear power plant It's called the Brunswick Nuclear Power Plant, located 30 miles south of Wilmington. But uh, the city officials have declared a state of emergency, which is the lowest under nuclear regulatory commission guidelines. Cool. So all they know is that the the roads surrounding the 1,200-acre complex were inundated by flooding, and they've been blocked by downed trees. None of the main roads are passable, uh, according to Joey Ledford, who's a spokesman for the NRC, who says the plant is safe. The reactors are in hot standby mode three shutdown. Um, officials said the plant is accessible from one route due to the floodwaters. However, there are not multiple routes available, and the plant was placed under, quote unquote, an unusual event. So hmm. no one's a hundred percent sure what that means, or even like one percent sure what that means. But like people in the know are saying it's safe, but they've activated an alert, but it's a very low status alert. But dot dot dot, who knows? All right. Weird, and I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's part of the danger of nuclear power plants, right? If there's an event like this, if there's an earthquake or flooding, um, yeah, there's no update to the story. I just checked past the unusual event and the fact that no one can actually get there because all of the roads are flooded. Huh. All right. Fun. Fun. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. But of course, everybody's like thinking of Fukushima and yeah, the horrible, like, horrible disaster that happened there. Um, obviously, I'm not saying this is on that level. No. But, um, but yeah, it's it's scary. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, God, I don't know. Nuclear. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> I know the nuclear power is not as not as terrifying as it sometimes can seem, you know, mm-hmm. like it's always this, like this thing that, you know, when things go wrong, they can go very, 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 very wrong, but they spectacularly wrong. They don't, they don't go wrong like a ton. Well, that's <laughs> I don't the thing. Know. And for people you know? who are like, you want to get off of coal, nuclear power is like a go between while we're trying to figure out how to have green energy on a large enough scale. But the issue is when it does go wrong, it's like 
it goes wrong generationally, you know? Yeah. Like, when you poison the environment with, like, a, a nuclear meltdown, I mean, we have historical evidence of this. You poison the land for generations. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that's why... Um... Uh, one of my favorite favorite things to do like late at night when I can't sleep is look up like uh, videos about people visiting Chernobyl. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's so creepy. It's and, very creepy. You know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't, like stuff like that. Like it can completely like lay an entire area to waste. Yes. And I think that's, you know, ultimately what freaks out people the most because, yeah, statistically, nuclear events of that scale don't happen that often. But when they do happen, it's like nobody cares about statistics. It's just fucking awful. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't want to be like, you know, during a catastrophe, be like, well, actually, it's this is pretty very safe. rare. It's very rare, guys, that this is happening. This awful thing that's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, so, But still, still, honestly, still in my mind, I like I, I feel like this is one of those things that like reasonable people can kind of disagree with. But, uh, you know, it's like in, in my mind, still still better than coal, you oh, know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think yeah. most people agree like coal is killing us. And yeah. the faster we can get off of that, the better. It's just that, you know, the nuclear uh, solution, quote unquote, is so controversial for all of the reasons we're thinking of, <laughs> you know, where it's like you can't tell people it's 100 percent safe or that it will be 100 percent safe anytime soon. And. And I think people want that because here's the thing. Coal's not 100 percent safe. Coal is destroying the environment and coal miners die. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, but I mean, like people in the areas die as a result of. Yeah. Poisoned air. And yeah, yeah so. all of that stuff. But I think for people who consume electricity, they're like, yeah, but those are coal miners. That's their job. Whereas like if there's a nuclear meltdown, everybody's fucked. Um, yeah. So speaking of uh, bad news and being fucked, I wanted to talk about (laughs) there's been a couple horrible stories that have come from the border. I wanted to talk about this Border Patrol agent who's suspected of being a serial killer. This is not the bad news I thought you were going to say. Oh, okay, because there's another one, too. Okay. Or if you have another one, you can pile that on, too. But this guy was arrested in Loretto, Texas. Uh, Several news outlets reported that Juan David Ortiz, a 10-year veteran at the agency, was arrested in a hotel parking lot in the border city of uh, Laredo after a fifth victim managed to escape an attempted kidnapping. Um, So he's been accused of killing four women. According to KRGV-TV, investigative producer uh, Valerie Gonzalez Ortiz confessed to all four homicides. Um, Gonzalez said the case is the second homicide investigation in Webb County involving a Border Patrol agent Great. <laughs> from the Loretto sector. So, yeah, the reason I think this is newsworthy and we should talk about it is it matters who these Border Patrol agents are. And these type of jobs tend to attract people who have an authoritarian streak in them and that authoritarian streak can manifest in a sociopath who murders people. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that was the second story. Um, so there's another guy, (laughs) Jesus Christ, 
So at just as they were charging that other border patrol agent with killing four, four women, an ICE official was charged with felony sodomy and incest. What? I did not hear about this one. Okay, so you're thinking of another one outside of those two? Well, it's uh, it's it's nowhere near as dark as this one. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so officials have stated that the charges against ICE officer Blake v. Northway uh, have nothing to do with his role at ICE. ICE's <laughs> um, <laughs> public affair officer, Tanya Roman, said in a statement that the agency does not tolerate those who violate the law. Uh, and that ICE will continue to cooperate until this case has been resolved. Uh, so N- Northway has been put on leave. His bond is set at a million dollars. But he was charged with 10 felony counts of sodomy and one of incest in Oregon. Um, Did they say what that what? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I know. Because it's like, what does that mean? Um, yeah. Let's see. Not that so, any detail is going to be good you know yeah uh let's see do 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 Uh, no it doesn't look like they have any details that's probably for the best yeah uh what was yours what were you thinking of? well maybe it's good news i don't know i was i was just thinking because you said bad news and getting fucked or bad news and being <laughs> fucked or something like that. Yeah. I was going to say the, the you know, the Stormy Daniels book leak. Okay, I have been wrestling with this. Do we talk about it? Okay, I said, let's do it. Let's, but let's, is it but is it bad news or is it good news? It's kind of neutral news, It's which makes it a good, like, between the bad and the good segment, I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk about it now. Yeah, so... So uh, let me find the actual passage because it's. Uh, I think anytime we have to talk about Donald Trump's penis, it's inherently bad news. It's definitely not good news. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. So, uh, where is it? Uh, so. Jamie yeah. Vamp. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, so here's the here's the thing. So so a a, a segment from or a little excerpt from Stormy Daniels' upcoming book, of course. Sure. Uh, it came out. Uh, where she describes Trump's penis. She sure does in like vivid detail. Detail. She describes it as smaller than average, but not freakishly small. So you know he's got that going for him at least. Great. However, <laughs> she she writes, he knows he has an unusual penis. It has a huge mushroom head like a toadstool. That's the part that I was like, cool. I wish I had never read that. I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with yeti, poop, yeti pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. Oh, it may have been the least impressive sex I'd ever had, but clearly he didn't share that opinion. Uh, and that wow. just, that is, uh, oh man, uh, all sorts of, uh, all sorts of TMI. So um, here's how I feel about this. Where like, I, so obviously I don't approve of like fat shaming or dick size shaming or anything like that. No. But, and also like to me, the least 
evil part of Trump is like his weight and dick size. I'm just yeah. like, to me, it's like irrelevant. But I'm also pro anything humiliating Trump because he is such a narcissist and he is so deeply vain that you know this is driving him nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, remember. Okay, so here's this headline from um, March 4th, 2016 on CNN. Donald Trump defends size of his penis. He did that during a debate, remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, he so said, obviously- look at these hands. Are these small hands? And and he and he referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you, there's no problem. I guarantee that's that's an actual quote from Trump. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> like clearly, from- this like keeps him up late at night. Like he worries about it. So the fact that Stormy Daniels can attack him on such a deeply personal, because I almost feel like with um with someone who has Trump's personality, there there's almost like not many effective ways to attack him because he lives in his own world. And like, he has surrounded himself with people who tell him he's awesome and like so smart and so handsome that there's really no way to break through that fortress. But someone like Stormy Daniels who had this like intimate moment with him, can break through it in a very specific way that will wound his ego. And I'm sort of like, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't like I get it. I I get it. You know, it's like but but at the same time, people aren't really are they really, you know, body shaming? It's it's more like just the description is so funny. Like, yeah, it's a a funny, specific description. No, I was more this was more in reference to remember when someone like built that naked Trump statue. I I, I wrote an article about why that wasn't kind of that wasn't cool. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like people have they attack his weight a lot. They speculate that like he has a small dick or whatever. And for me, I'm just like there's so many profoundly evil things about this dude like focusing on his dick size and his weight, I'm kind of like, are it almost feels like besides the point. Yeah. But like Stormy, I mean, Stormy is just talking about what actually happened to her. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, exactly. awesome, that's fine. And also, like you read the passage, I don't feel like she was dick size shaming. She was just no. like, it just kind of reminded me of this, but it was just, it was good writing. That's what it is because it was so vivid. I'm like, I'm going to remember this forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to be able to play fucking Mario Kart no! again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about you where I was like, I wonder how Parker's doing. Like, God damn it. But yeah, no, when when those when those naked Trump statues, because what did they they named it uh the Emperor Has No Balls was the name of the statues like that they that they that they put out, you know. And yeah. uh and it was it was a the statue of Trump with a tiny dick and no balls. Right. And uh, like yeah, and they've like exaggerated his weight for comedic purposes. Yeah. And you know, it's like, so I, you know, I put out like, I wrote an article at Upworthy about like why we really shouldn't laugh at those naked Trump statues. Um, God, what was the one in, um, there was a one funny response. So I think it was New York, the statues that were put up around there. They were like, in announcing that they took it down, the city was just like, you know, we, uh, we have to. We have a rule against, uh, you know, unlicensed erections being put up, no matter how small, <laughs> you know, or something like that. It was like yeah, that's okay, yeah. that's kind of funny, you know. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, it's like yeah, it's like that's that's totally the least 
terrible thing about Trump. And I get that like people just want to make fun of the dude because he is evil and scary. And I, I understand that, but I feel like there's so many more valid ways to make fun of him than being like fat is bad. Cause it's also like, well, right. there's a lot of good people who are fat and, and fat is just a body type and it's not inherently bad, you know? And, and also, yeah, you know what? It's like one thing that's worth like kind of mentioning in these sorts of situations is just like most of the time when you make fun of a celebrity for being, you know, fat or uh, bald or gay or trans or whatever the case may be, you know, it's like people who make those jokes are like, well, but I'm making fun of a terrible person. It's like, but they're not going to, that person's probably never going to hear your joke. The people right. who are going to be hurt by it are people who are whatever the target is, exactly, <laughs> you know, who yeah. are, we're just overhearing it. It's and and, you know, people have done that with Caitlyn Jenner a lot where they're like, but, but she's bad. She's terrible. It's like, yeah, but like, when you make a joke that's just aimed at trans people or the butt of the joke is and Caitlyn Jenner's trans, it's like you're, you know, it's like she doesn't hear that joke. Exactly. <laughs> I hear it. And it yeah. Hurts me. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. And yeah. also like what actually don't you like about Caitlyn Jenner? Well, you don't like that she's conservative and, and supports conservative values, quote unquote, if you can call them that. But you're not critiquing any of that. You're just making fun of the fact that she's transgender. <laughs> so it's like, if that is indeed your point, which I don't believe you've missed the mark. Yeah. Um, I got so distracted oh by something God. just now. What a tweet just came up. Uh, Sesame workshop put out a tweet that says, please see our statement below regarding Bert and Ernie. <laughs> what is happening? Let me read it. As we have always said, Bert and Ernie are best friends. They were created to teach preschoolers that people can be good friends with those who are very different from themselves. Even though they are identified as male characters and possess many human traits and characteristics, as most Sesame Street Muppets do, they remain puppets and do not have a sexual orientation. <laughs> uh, first of all, you're wrong. They are long-term lovers. They live together. Um, this is canon. Who wrote that? Who do I have Se to write a letter to? Sesame Street. Oh, my God. Why is Sesame Street making a statement? I don't know. Like, I'm wondering, uh, or Sesame Workshop, the nonprofit educational organization behind Sesame Street. So it's like, I need to know what prompted this. Hold on. Let I me did, Google. Yeah. Uh, just Bert and Ernie. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Oh, an ex-Sesame Street writer said Bert and Ernie are gay. <laughs> Oh, my God. Hold on. That's so amazing. See that there. That's good news. This this whole thing. That, it's, like, it's good it news, but it's also bad news that like, why is Sesame Street being like, no, 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 they're not gay. They're not gay. Like, it's a bad I mean, thing. I it's like, you know, but I, I think that I think that like in their statement, they, they what they said was was very important that it's, you know, it is important to be able to be friends with people. And, you know, st stuff like that. And Bert and Ernie don't agree on everything, but they're still they still get along like that's that sort of thing. I think they get I along think that so well that they regularly have sex. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like they may they may argue during the day, but at night they are banging. Are so wait, I, let me shout out. So the former Sesame Street writer is Mark Saltzman. Um, and he did an interview with Queer Tea, 
and said, I remember one time that a column from the San Francisco Chronicle, a preschooler in the city turned to mom and asked, are Bert and Ernie lovers? That coming from a preschooler was fun and got passed around and everyone had their chuckle and went back to it, Saltzman told the outlet. He, uh, he compared his own relationship with acclaimed editor Arnold Glassman to the characters. I always felt that without a huge agenda, when I was writing Bert and Ernie, they were. I didn't have any other way to contextualize them. The other thing was more than one person referred to Arnie and I as Bert and Ernie. So Aww. that's just a, yeah, that's a gay writer saying, I saw myself in the characters. Yeah, which is, you know, it's like there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, and, oh, you know, also it's like, you know, it's no big deal. <laughs> I think it's I think it's good that, that, you know, in a lot of these situations, if if, if people can, can, if people can see themselves in something and, you know, whether it's, you know, th- this is why I don't, I don't mind, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about like, uh, you know, when people will kind of obsess over, is this character gay? Is this character not gay? You know, stuff like that. It's, it's like, I think it's important that, you know, if you could see yourself in something else, in some piece of art, um, you know, that to help you contextualize the, the world around you. Um, I think that's cool. Yeah, so, for sure. Well, know, that's why I'm like... I, whether it's canon or not, basically. Yeah, I was like a little disappointed in Sesame Street's statement because like I know what you were saying about like it's important to be friends, but I don't know, like sort of running out to be like, no, 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 no. It's like, why would it be bad if they were? Do you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. I, you know, I, th- I think... <laughs> I, I, I think it's just like... Maybe Sesame Street's just sort of because you know they're they're not saying that they're they're not they just don't you know it's like ses- these puppets do not have sex you know which is good good to know like that's fair sure that's I'm wink okay with, I'm okay with none of the Sesame Street's puppets having sex me too wink you need to stop saying wink you need just need to do no, the no I'm just saying that they don't have sex wink Bert and Ernie are just friends wink they've never had sex wink. All right, guys. They should put like a Sesame Street After Dark thing. <laughs> oh, well, that's happening in my head. These are the things I don't verbalize usually every day. Graphic, <laughs> graphic, puppet sex. Guys, here's your good news. All right, so obviously the good news is that Bert and Ernie are gay, um, as confirmed by a Sesame Street writer. Thank you so much for the validation. Also, um, in good news, the RNC did some internal polling, and now they're a little afraid that complacent Trump voters may cost the GOP control of Congress. Um, so obviously I don't want to say one way or another because like there's been a lot of hype about the blue wave. I personally do not feel confident about anything, (laughs) but it's also nice to know that the GOP, uh, also feels very insecure about (laughs) the midterm elections because they're afraid that their voters don't think that there's a threat. The Democrats will win back the house. 
Yeah, that you know, I'm that's I guess that's that's one way that the don't trust the fake news, you know, kind of like storyline might not not help them, you know, because if they they think things are fine, you know, by all means, you know, if if conservatives don't want to believe that polling is bad and they don't need to vote, don't vote. It's fine. Stay home, right wingers. Stay home, conservatives. Yeah, well, that's another but, thing. But everyone else, everyone else needs to please get out and vote. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. And that's why I'm always, like, hesitant to cover stories like this because I don't want people to feel complacent or safe, <laughs> as fucked up as that sounds. Uh, guys, you're not safe. Um, like, very much this election could go either way because I think voters are disillusioned and angry and feel marginalized on both sides. So as much as the GOP is concerned that, you know, people might feel like, you know, they're not psyched about Trump. They feel like the House is safe. The Democrats can't take it back. Um, but they're just like not enthusiastic enough to get out and vote. That's also the case on the left as well. Like a lot of people are not excited about the choices that they have. Um, they feel very disillusioned. They don't want to go out and vote. So like ditto on our side as well. Yeah. I mean, it's people should not take any news that comes out as like reason to not vote. Like don't don't if you if you see something that's just like Dem- Democrats are way ahead, please vote. Right. <laughs> you know, if or if you know whatever the case is because this stuff matters and it matters more than just this particular election. You know, it's more than these particular candidates and more than this particular election because your your vote now might have an impact on something that has nothing to do with your specific rep- representative or your specific senator years from now. In 2014, the Democrats lost the Senate, which basically meant that the Democrats lost the ability to do anything uh, to, to get judges through. So uh, a bunch of uh, judicial openings stayed open, you know, that lost the ability to uh, – get a Supreme Court justice uh, <laughs> confirmed or, you know, hearings held when uh, when Obama nominated one in 2016, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff, stuff like that. It's like that didn't have anything to do with the specific representative or the specific, um, you know, person that, uh, you know, that, that you would be voting for. But it was very influential because those those judicial openings remained open for Trump who is filling them like crazy because they have control of the Senate. And so Trump can do what he wants. If the Democrats can take control of the Senate, they can kind of put the brakes on, you know, Trump putting his crazy pants people in, in the, you know, lifetime appointments. Right. Yeah. I, I was just looking at what other good news I wanted to get to. And I was like, wow, we had a lot of like quasi good news in the bad news section. But we did, which is I'm fine with. Uh, I did want to laugh at Donald Trump Jr. uh, Because Anderson Cooper went off on him. (laughs) I don't know if you saw saw this, but like, so there's been, I I do think that a lot of the photos people were posting of the media playing up the effects of Florence were, were real. Like Snopes looked at a bunch of them and they were like, yep, these are real. And that there is an inclination by some media people to exaggerate at least the optics of the effects of a storm so that the maximum impact is conveyed to the audience. Right. And that well, doesn't... Well, like there was the, the, the Weather Channal guy. Did, did yes. you see that video? Staggering the against the wind. Yeah. And there were like two guys just like chilling behind him. Yeah. So like... 
And I, but I think they can do that and it still doesn't diminish the fact that the storm is very severe. Like maybe in the 30 seconds they were trying to get the shot, the wind died down a little bit and he decided to exaggerate how bad it was um, to convey the full scale of the wind. Is that dishonest? Yeah. Does it mean the storm is fake? No. You know? So uh, Donald Trump Jr. posted this photo of Anderson Cooper, and Anderson is standing in flood water that's, like, up to his waist. But the cameraman's also in the scene, and it's, like, up to his ankles. So, like, any reasonable person looking at that would be like, right, because, you know, they're standing on uneven ground, and Anderson happens to be standing... Uh, in a dip and the cameraman got to higher ground. Donald Trump Jr. accused Anderson Cooper of being on his knees <laughs> to exaggerate how bad it was. Um, so Anderson Cooper had to respond to it. And he said, the idea that I'm kneeling in water to make it look deep is frankly idiotic. Uh, I, and then he said, I know he, meaning Donald Trump Jr., considers himself an outdoorsman and pays a lot of money to be led to wildlife in Africa that he then kills. But I'm not sure if he's ever actually been to a hurricane or a flood. I didn't see him down in North Carolina in the last few days, helping out, lending a hand, but I'm sure he was busy doing something important besides just tweeting lies. (laughs) (laughs) It's a full-time job tweeting lies. It is, you know, as someone who tweets a lot for my occupation, it's very time consuming. But yeah, Anderson Cooper just dragging Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> I love. Yeah. I love, I love, yeah. I love. God, Donald Trump Jr. sucks. He sucks I, on like an epic level. Yeah. Like I, he doesn't have, I don't think he has any redeeming qualities. Like at all. Like no. I, I, he just seems to be like, his goal in life is to be the worst. Right. And he's successful. And if honestly, you know, honestly, if you were, brought up like that if if your father was donald trump <laughs> like imagine the and and you and you never had to work an actual job in your life you know because like he was just placed in charge of this company like god that'd be like telling like 14 year old me like be <laughs> like hey what are your thoughts on business because that's where donald trump jr is right. he's where everyone was before they ever had a real job you know yeah that like, is he's true had to worry about getting fired He's never had to worry about paying his bills. Ah, he's awful. I do think about that story a lot that was like making the rounds on Jezebel of uh, people who were like went to the same college. I forget what college he went to. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. they were floor mates bet- of his. And the time Trump came over and uh, Donald Trump Jr. wasn't in a suit and Trump slapped him so hard he like fell to the ground. <laughs> Like, if that's true, okay, because it's like, you know, an anecdote somebody sent to Jezebel. But if that's true, I'm like, God, that is such a horrifying relationship. Right. So, like, I feel a little bad for Donald Trump Jr. because clearly he was, like, abused by his father. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, I still don't feel bad for him. No, I I don't. Well, also, I feel like a lot of people grow up in trauma and don't, like, continue the cycle of abuse. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I mean, God, Trump's Instagram is just stupid right wing memes he finds on Reddit. Like he doesn't make any of them, you know, but he spreads them and he's like, oh, the media won't tell you this. You know, like that's that's all he does. And he's terrible. Like there there was the the one thing that did you see the. 
Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, tweet where he's like, got a copy of the letter about Kavanaugh or something. And it was just like in crayon. It was like, you know, will you date me? Check yes or no or something like that. And it was like it was really downplaying the situation. Which no, was, no. Uh, you should. It's gross. And it's it's very Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. Um, his Instagram is a cesspool. I, I can't. I can't I check don't... his Twitter because he has me blocked. Because <laughs> I, I, mean, I said he's American's very own Patrick Bateman. <laughs> can you can you blame him though? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I I have never checked out his Instagram. I pretty much try to avoid anything to do with him. Um, but I'll check it out. I'll yeah, peruse you should. it. <laughs> Um, so before we go, is there anything else that you are looking forward to or you overheard recently or saw that made you smile? So I am looking forward to going to Wisconsin this weekend, as I said. So for um, people who haven't been following the Odyssey, cause I feel like I, you've now been co-hosting with me long enough where I have either spoken to you around the time you were going to Wisconsin every single time, but like, what do you guys do when you go? Sure. Uh, we do a lot of like nothing. (laughs) Um, so basically what, what happens is, uh, it was, it was like two, two years ago we were, we were looking for like a place to go to, to vacation and we, we, you know, we we don't have a lot of money. So, so we were like, it needs to be somewhere we can drive. We want to find somewhere we can bring meatball and, you know, just take like a weekend you know, so, so we found this bed and breakfast in, in this town called Sparta, Wisconsin. It's in like the middle of the state, middle of nowhere. Uh, it gets you get terrible cell re- reception. So you really can't be on your phone. Um, and it's just really kind of a chill place to like hang out and not really not really do much. You know, I like it's the same kind of stuff like we I could, I could easily just stay at home and not do much but it's nice doing it in a in a setting that has like nice very pretty surroundings like we've gone in the in the past few years we've gone during the fall when like the leaves were changing color and falling and it's very very nice like this year we went a little earlier because the last couple of years it was um it, it was kind of it was getting kind of cold and one of the things we like to do uh because it's adorable is we have a gopro and we like to put it on um, – we have a little saddle that goes on Meatball's back. Oh, my God. And we like to connect the GoPro to that and let Meatball run around. And so you get Meatball vision. Like you can see her little ears <laughs> flopping up and down as she runs because she she can be off leash. And it's really cool. Um, you know. <laughs> I mean but the that, first time you saw that, you must have lost your damn mind. Well, so because my so my dad gave me my dad gave me a GoPro one year for Christmas or something. And I'm like, what the fuck do I need a GoPro for? I sit around. I don't like. I'm not like snowboarding and shit. <laughs> but I was like, thanks, dad. Um, so, uh, so I was like, what are we gonna do with this? And the only actual useful thing I found for the GoPro in the like three years since I got it was connecting it to Meatball. <laughs> <laughs> and letting it run around. With I mean, it. honestly, I feel like that's its greatest use and purpose. Yeah, it's like this is cool because it's just like a little tiny cube. Um, you know, you put it on, and it <laughs> it films in like really ridiculously high quality. Mm-hmm. That takes up way too much space on your hard drive. It's like, cool, <laughs> thanks, thanks. You just filled my entire hard drive again with this worth three minute it. video. Worth yeah. it. So worth it. So, 
So yeah, so we're we're going there this weekend again to just kind of chill out, and it's it's nice because you know we go and um, every day the every day they make breakfast for you, like the the people who run the place. Oh, that's nice. And they have llamas, and you can go up to them and just be like, "Hey, what's up, llama?" And Meatball is not a fan of llamas; she's very scared of them. <laughs> are llamas the mean ones or are those camels? I think those are camels. Llamas are, these llamas at least, are pretty chill. But that might be just because people are around them a lot. But, you know, like they're just chilling. Like they've got like a little like, they've got like a little mailbox filled with food that they'll kind of like walk up to and eat out of. That's sweet. Yeah, Meatball will always just like be very confused and very angry. She'll be like barking at them like, what are you doing, tall dog? Get out of here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, for Meatball, it's a logical choice because she is very tiny and they're very big and that's just a safety issue. Yeah. Um. So I am looking forward to... We're going to have a bunch of people over this weekend because we never officially had a housewarming party. So a bunch of people are coming over and we're going to, like, make a bunch of stuff, like adult alcoholic beverages and uh it'll be really fun i'm looking forward to that fun fun oh also side note uh have have you been reading uh did you read bob woodward's book i have not no i've i'm like so i recommend getting the audiobook version because it's i think it's the same dude who read the audiobook of um fire and fury okay and it's kind of funny because like dude kind of does like he doesn't do voices, but he reads things in a very like kind of voices. It's it's very I think it makes it entertaining because he's like and then Trump said what? Yeah, he just sounds like he just does like a really stupid voice and it's like, oh, cool. But at the same time, it doesn't sound exaggerated. Like what I did was just super exaggerated. But like his is just like really dopey sounding. Uh-huh. And it's just kind of fun and good, and it makes it like I don't know. Like, it makes it worth listening to. The one thing that bums me out is how Steve Bannon manages to keep sounding awesome in these books. Like I he know. just sounds really cool. He's like, I don't give a fuck, blah blah blah, and it's like, ah. Uh. But like his policies are always terrible. Like he'll go, they'll be like Bannon walked into the office. And he's like, fuck globalist, blah blah blah, and it's just like, okay, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah. So, but like, how is the book itself? Is it like interesting and good? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, it's like there's, it's it's a lot of what you'd expect. I mean, it, it, Trump Trump is is not very intelligent. He's very confused about things. He doesn't know how anything works, and everyone around him knows this. But they're just trying to kind of make things work. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I think it's worth reading. There. You know, you're not going to be too shocked by any of the plot twists uh, because they tend to be just, you know, hey, they talked about this and then Trump decided to tweet it out. You know, like the things with like there was a one of the themes that kind of goes throughout it is like people on his team being like, don't put don't make tariffs because they're bad and they will hurt us. And he's like, but but surplus and, you know, (laughs) like we have a we have a surplus with uh with such and such company country or a surplus deficit with this one. And like his like economic advisors, you, you know, Gary Cohn and stuff were just, will just be like, 
okay, it's not bad to have a trade deficit with certain places. And Trump's like, but it is. <laughs> you know? and so it's, it's this whole thing where he's very confused. He doesn't know how anything works. And sometimes he's like, well, I have to do it because I made a campaign promise. And right. they're like, but it doesn't make sense. He's like, but I said it would. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like the f- and, he's just picking from like the five business words he knows. Yeah, and, yeah. Or, he'll, or he'll ask like random people. Uh, advice for like what they should do like uh, people were like uh, he'd be talking to like H.R. McMaster about like Afghanistan or something and then Trump would ask like random people he ran into being like no what do you think I should do you know and they're like well we're not we're not experts you should probably talk to H.R. about this (laughs) and he's just like no but I want to know what you think I should do it's like he really just wants people to like him (laughs) which is sad. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, you can so tell that, like, depending on what room he's speaking in, he like radically changes his ideology to the point where, like, if he's talking in front of a bunch of like center, center left people, he'll change his philosophy so radically, then people have to run out after him to be like, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean (laughs) anything he just said. Remember when he said when he was talking about guns and he's just like, well, maybe due process has to come later. Take their guns first. And, and it was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then people were like, no, 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 no. He didn't mean that. No, no, he did, no, no. He he, did not he, mean that. He meant the opposite. And yeah. that's a, that's another recurring theme that he just says things and runs with it. And, you know, any, people can, can convince him anything. Like the 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 thing about the, the trans-military ban. He was just basically – it basically came down to the fact that he was bored and didn't want to go into another meeting where they were discussing it. So he's just he just tweeted it out. And he was under the impression that, like, surgeries cost 20 times as much as they do. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And that there were many, many more people who would be getting them than than reality and, you know, stuff like that. And he basically just, you know, add in a bunch of bigotry, too. Like, I think he referred to trans people getting surgery as getting clipped. Oh, my which God. Is, which is... Ugh, Jesus. Not, yeah. So, anyway. But, yeah. He he basically, with, with that, like, I think... Uh, Mattis was on vacation when he tweeted that out. Like, he was on vacation. He wasn't in the country. And Trump's just like, yeah, we're making this big change to the Department of Defense. And it's just like, dude. Yeah, then immediately everyone's like, fuck, 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 fuck. And they have to fix it. I can't imagine working in that environment. But also, fuck anybody who works for Trump. So Right, exactly. (laughs) You know, exactly. Like, it's it's one of those things where, I don't know. It's almost like if... If the the characters from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia were running the country, where yes, it's like they're yes. all terrible people. <laughs> you yeah, know? no, it, it's, it's really true. Kind of like that, where it's just like y- y- you know they're terrible people and they're always trying to undermine each other, but they're still terrible, so you can't really root for any of them. It's like that, right? Um, so. Guys, please follow Parker on Twitter at Parker Malloy. Follow Meatball. By the way, I was having a hard time contra- concentrating to what you were saying because I could only he- hear Meatballs snoring. Um, oh, Meatball. Oh, Meatball. And coincidentally, that is her name on uh, Twitter. At sure is. Oh, Meatball. Uh, so, guys... Please follow Parker. Please follow Meatball. Please go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button in the words of Parker. Smash it. To keep us going. Thanks so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>